Come on, gang. Let's have a podcast. We can use the old barn as a stage. Hi, everybody. Welcome home. Welcome to Newman the Podcast. What are you what are you doing? What are you what are you feeling? What are you thinking about? She don't don't think about her. She don't love you. <laughs> okay. Uh let's take one. Tomorrow is new computer day for me. I'm getting a new computer tomorrow. It's going to be all shiny and new, and it won't have any malware on it, and all my dirty websites. I'm going to make myself the same promise I make every time, and I'm not going to go looking at no dirty websites and kind of get a virus. My current computer, which I use to play your voicemails when you call, my current computer is about as reliable as a Las Vegas escalator. Welcome to the show. We're so glad you're here. Um, Newman the Podcast is back. And we got two more shows before the end of the year, my little kumquats. And I hope you can join us for both of those. But we're very glad uh, that you stopped by. We're going to have some fun. I've got some calls. I wish I had more. I wish you would call. I'm looking at you. You didn't call me. But we got some calls. I got some other things uh, to sort through. Uh, It's going to be a quick half hour. Um... And then we're just going to go on with our lives. But thank you for joining us here at Newman the Podcast. NTP, Newman the Podcast. Yeah, man. That's gonna. The year's almost over. We got a. We got a week left. We've gotten through fifty-one of these brothers, and now we got a week left of twenty twenty-three. Then we're gonna bid this year an adieu. Au revoir, twenty twenty-three. Um, I had the best year of my life. I know we've talked about travels and and what have you. Um, logged a lot of airline miles. I logged enough airline actual miles, not reward miles. I logged. Actual miles in the air, enough to go around the earth with a little extra to spare. So I've been around the world, aye, 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 aye. And, um, you know, got pretty good at flying, became a frequent flyer. Um, I do a weird thing, though, that I'm only going to admit here. Um, I'm fine flying. I don't care about flying. I'm not, a, I'm, not sca- I'm not scared. I'm not a baby. But when the plane is coming in for a landing, I sit myself up as straight as possible. (laughs) And I usually slouch. I'm a sloucher. I got terrible posture. But I usually sit myself up in my chair and I try to align my spine in a perfect column in case the initial thump onto the ground is harder than expected. Because in my head I feel like if I'm off kilter that I'm going to I'm going to hurt my back or break my spine but if I if I stack all of them vertebrae on top of one another and I'm sure physics prevents this from being true and I'm sure your back is pliable it is um 
but I can't not do it. And I was nervous. It, it makes me look like I'm a nervous flyer because I kind of I kind of wiggle in my seat a little bit, and then I put my feet directly on the floor, and I I sit up very tense and straight, as to not misalign my spine upon impact. And my wife, who flies with me sometimes, not always, um, she sees this as an act of nervousness. Um, and she'll reach over and hold my hand. Um, I hate holding hands. <laughs> I don't want to hold hands, ever. Uh, that just means I can't use my hand. Like, you're just taking my hand off the off the off the table if I need to scratch my ear or have a hand or engage another passenger in combat which isn't completely out of the question I don't have my hand don't start working now computer you you look you're marked for death the new computer arrives tomorrow and you madam are marked for death you're going to the curb Sorry, my computer is trying to say, look at me, I can still function. Uh, I'm I'm good. You want to run Windows 90, 92? Start me up. Um, are you a nervous flyer? This is a good topic. If you're a nervous flyer, tell me the things you do, uh, pharmaceutical or otherwise, to kind of help yourself fly to the moon and back. Uh, call area code 518-350-9337 and leave us a voicemail and tell us the things you do when you take to the friendly skies to make yourself feel better if you're a nervous flyer. Look, <laughs> you trained seals. I've talked about this on here. You, you, listen. There are things that we're not going to do coming up. We're not going to do anymore. We're, this is some cold turkey talk. We are not going to jump around and act like morons for t-shirt cannons at events. <laughs> now here's a new one. At, at basketball games, they're doing this new promotion. Usually in the second half, but some places, it's, it's basketball. If a player from the opposing team misses two free throws, if they go to the line for two and they miss them both, they're giving out usually a free sandwich at a fast food restaurant here in Kentucky it's Chick-fil-A. Now, I know I'm not one. I don't eat at Chick-fil-A. We don't have to talk about why. It is not in my repertoire. So, we're, with our team here, um, early in the season, we're blowing people out. So, it's late in the game. The, the team is up by 42 points. A poor kid from a mid-major college goes to the line, and 20,000 people start just... Booing and hissing and trying to get this young man to miss two free throws so they can have a free chicken sandwich. Is this what we've become? The cheapest ticket in that arena is $46. If you're that hungry, don't go to the game, watch it on TV, and eat 22 chicken sandwiches. 
Stop it. You have you have to stop. You have to stop. Um, the other thing that when you're like, so we went to a swanky hotel for the holidays, my family and I did. And there is a breakfast buffet every morning in this swanky hotel that comes with the room. So we get down there and I just, there's a line out the door. But the line is for the omelet bar. To have a fresh made omelet made. An omelet station. Where a chef will make an omelet. Now where I grew up. I did not eat my first omelet. Until I was 25 years old. Never had an omelet. I'm not 100% sure what an omelet is. Is it a folded egg? Just with stuff in it? Because I get omelets at the local Greasy Spoon now. That I started going to when I was 25. Um, It's a folded egg right? Well, they have eggs in the buffet, and no one's in the line for the buffet. So every night, every day of the vacation, every morning, we would go, and my wife would get in the omelet line. And it's like 14 people deep. It's an egg. Go to go get the eggs. Now, she, if she was sitting here, she would say it's because she wanted real eggs, and what's on the buffet is not real eggs. I don't know what you're talking about. Do they make artificial eggs? Am I eating artificial eggs? Look, I have answers. I mean, I have questions with no answers. She's The assumption she is is that the eggs I'm eating from the scrambled eggs chafing dish on the hotel's buffet aren't real eggs. Of course they're real eggs. You can't synthesize an egg. What is this, Star Trek, where you go over and go, Earl Grey, hot, the eggs, three eggs scrambled. This was a segment I wish I didn't do, but I'm leaving it in. I, I just need, I needed to say these things out loud. Otherwise, I'm not going to have a good night's sleep. And if I don't have a good night's sleep, well, I'm just going to be a bear. Let me call it. Steven, will you come in, come into my office, please? Yes. Steven, Steven, will you step into my office? This segment isn't my favorite segment. So let's let's earmark this one. If we think of another one, let's cut this one first. Thank you, Stephen. And the dragon comes in the night. Ooh, check a check a voicemail. Oh, this one's from Curtis. What do you do? What is it, Curtis? All right, here is a good one for the podcast. Why is it in the NHL now when there is a big hit, there has to be a fight afterwards? Like back in the day, you just big hits were a part of it. You know, you stick up for your teammate, but immediately when somebody gets hit, then, oh, my God, I got to fight them, and I got this. It's just it's stupid. You know, boys, just if you get hit, take the hit, okay? The NHL now is a bunch of wusses out there, so... There you go. There's a topic for you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, so let's talk about, for those of you who, who are not hockey people, thank you, Curtis, by the way, um, fighting is a part of the game. Fighting um, is a way for the game to be governed by its players. Well, what does that mean? Baby Billy? Well, I'll tell you. 
Um, the game does not exist without big fellas. It's a game for big fellas who can can bring the lumber. The game can also not exist without smaller, faster, very skilled, highly skilled players. Well, because of them big fellas, folks, the highly skilled players would get murdered. It would be a bloodbath, and every game would be 0-0 because a bunch of ogres would be out there smashing each other. So there is balance. And if you're a big guy... Maybe hit other big guys, right? If you're a little guy, you're free to move about the ice and dis- display your s- speed and skill because if you get leveled by one of the big the big fellas, who which Curtis is one of the big fellas, Curtis, you're a big fella. Well, the little guy has five big fellas on the bench who is gonna, who are gonna, you know, make you eat your teeth. They're gonna force feed you your own ass. So it governs itself. And if you're out of line, you're gonna have to maybe eat one. <laughs> so what he? Yeah, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. It used to be that fighting is reserved for the disparity between a dirty play and the regular. Um, I was told one time that, that a good hard hit, the, the purpose is to separate the player from the puck, not the player from his head. Now, every time there's a, there's, there's lumber, they want to pop up and fight every time. And that's not, that's not the purpose of the game. That's not that's not being a violent gentleman. Um, if you don't watch, if you don't watch hockey, um, or I tell you what, uh, NHL mic'd up. If you're not a hockey fan, watch that. Watch them talk to each other. Most fights are agreed upon beforehand. It's a gentleman's game. You want it? Okay. When the puck drops, we'll go. Um, they talk about it for a few minutes. It's not just a brawl. It's two gentlemen squaring squaring up and and settling. Look, if, if the world operated this way, we'd be in a lot better shape. Truthfully, we'd be in a lot better shape. Um, yeah, and they've just lost. They've lost the plot. If you get hit, you have to regain your manhood. You just can't. You just look. Remember when I, Curtis? Remember when I had that concussion? <laughs> and then I passed out in the shower. Yeah, I passed. The, I had a concussion, and I, when I raised my hands over my head to, to shampoo my hair, I passed out and hit my head on the faucet again. Thank you for calling, Curtis. Um, the the listeners I have that hate sports, boy, did they turn that off. <laughs> Ooh, chicka chicka voicemail. Who's this from? Hey, Nick, 50 here. Just uh, call in to say Merry Chris Bosch and hope you're having a good one. Stay hydrated. 
Oh, have Merry Chris Bosch to you. Um, my friends and I, uh, we're not in a cult. Let me say that first and foremost. We are not in a cult. Um, back when oh, all the war on Christmas nonsense, or it, it, nobody declared war on Christmas. I'm sorry, inclusive language. Look, my friends and I decided to say Merry Chris Bosch. He is a, a basketball player for the Miami Heat a long time ago, and we say Merry Chris Bosch. So Merry Chris Bosch to you. See, it's inclusive. Merry Chris Bosch. <laughs> Thank you for calling. What a lovely, what a lovely sentiment to you. And please call back. See, these calls don't have to be really long or really just call and say hi to me. It makes me feel all the feelings. It makes me smile all the smiles. Thank you, 50. Merry Chris Bosch to you. And to all a good Jimmy Butler. I have been so lazy getting this episode out. I record a segment and then I take a break and I record a segment and I take a break. So what I did was eat an edible. So I have to get this episode in the can and finished before she kicks in. Otherwise it's going to get weird. It's going to get Amsterdam <laughs> up in here. Um, went to, went on vacation for Christmas, my family always does that. We go to Washington, D.C. We go to the Chesapeake Bay. Um, and uh, that's our Christmas thing. We get out of town for a little while and we, we see some things. We saw a lot this year. We got, uh, thanks to our representative from the House of Representatives, we got to go to the Capitol and get a little tour of the Capitol. And then um, actually got to go on the floor of the U.S. House of Representatives. And, and boy, I had to walk through five or six doors and security. And it's a lot to get down there. And as we walked in, the final security guard said, you can walk in, no pictures. You have to leave your phone on a table outside. And he said, no pictures. Don't, don't touch the podium. And don't touch the dictionary. And I was like, okay. But... um my wife was like, why can't we touch the dictionary? <laughs> uh, that's her personality. When he said, don't touch the dictionary, that meant I got to touch that dictionary. Um, and his response was, it is a relic of the house, which didn't answer any questions for me. Um, I just nodded and acted like I knew what that was, and we didn't touch the dictionary. <laughs> um, the Rayburn buildings across the street, and we got to go over to the Rayburn building, uh, which is the office buildings for, for the U.S. House of Representatives, they have a weird little train that goes between the Rayburn building underground to the floor of the house. Uh, is this something everyone knows, that there's a train? And they sit in a little train, choo-choo, and the train, like a subway, but it does, it, it's, it's a convertible, it's open top, and it's only like three cars. It's an adorable little train that takes our representatives from their offices to the floor without having to walk down the hallway. Um, I also got to see on the wall, um, framed, uh, 
the legislation that made my grandfather's grave part of the National Historic Registers. National Historic Places Register? Uh, his, his grave is on the National... Yeah, it's a historic place. And I guess the legislation that the House resolution that was unanimously voted made his grave a nationally registered historic place. Pretty cool. I didn't know it was there. I just happened to look up uh, and see it on the wall. So that was really cool. Um, it was a, it was a it was a gas man. Got to go to the White House and see the Christmas decorations. Got to post it on Facebook that I was at the White House. Like, hey, I'm at the White House checking out the Christmas trees. And uh, people like angry face emoji, tear, tear emoji. And it's like, will you, it's a candy cane. Would you get over yourself, please? Enough. <laughs> Just shut up. You, you don't know which there, there, or there to use. You cannot possibly understand the complexity of global geopolitical action you can't possibly understand that if you don't know which there to use in an email um we also have our christmas dinner at a sushi place uh, that's one of those conveyor belt sushi things we like that went to the went to the smithsonian saw the real r2d2 r2 that's what i call him we're on a first name basis r2 so, yeah, that's the recap of my trip. Uh, next year, I'll shove slides. Gather round, kumquats. Let me tell you. I love a carnival ride. My favorite carnival ride is called the Gravitron. Now, sometimes it's called the Area 51. Sometimes it's called Spaceship 2000, 3000, or 4000. The Gravitron looks like a spaceship. You go into it, and it spins at a very high speed, so high that the centripetal force pins you against the wall. You're not restrained in any way. And then in the good dra- Gravitrons, the, plat- the, the bed-ish, the, the, the cushion you're on on the side of the spaceship is on wheels, and it goes whoosh, and it goes to the top, and you are pinned to the side off the ground, feet off the ground. You are pinned to the side of the wall by gravity. Gravity. Did you hear me say gravity? That edible's kicking in. Um. And it spins around and it holds you on the wall and you feel the enormous pressure of the G-forces. There are 40 operational Gravitrons that move around uh, different carnivals in the United States. There are 40 different ones. Um, it's also deadly, but they keep the, A guy got decapitated last year, last June, working on a Gravitron. And it spins... And they play cool music while you're in there, and it just makes you as sick as humanly possible. 
I don't know why I thought about the Gravitron. But I want to ride a Gravitron right now. If I win the lottery or become wealthy through business endeavors, I'm going to buy a Gravitron for my backyard. And it's just going to be for me. And I'll ride it daily to get my blood pumping. <laughs> I gotta feel, I'm gonna strap in and feel the G's. But if I'm riding it, who's gonna turn it off? Oh, there's already holes in this whole plan. If I'm on it, who's gonna, I mean, I'm gonna have to get, and then that's gonna start a fight where I'm like, hey, honey, before you go to work, I need to go down the ride the Gravitron. Again, she says. You just rode the Gravitron yesterday. I know. We have a Gravitron. And the, uh, the maintenance will probably kill you, too. I'll probably have to hire him. Uh, is this dream dying as I'm talking? Is this the end? There are no more hills to climb. There are no more mountains to conquer. I just want a Gravitron, but I need a remote control. And the batteries will go dead, and I'll just spin myself to death. I'll do it when no one's home. And everybody's like, where's, where's the... where's Nicholas and all his corpse is, is spinning at 700 RPMs in the backyard. Hey, if you ever want to get weird with somebody, um, I'll go to the Gravitron with you. We'll ride on opposite sides. And we'll, just, we'll make unbroken eye contact the entire time. We'll just look into each other's souls. I think this episode ended at just the right minute. I'm thirsty and tired. <laughs> oh. All right, that is going to do it for me. Otherwise, this here podcast is going to take a turn for the worse. Hey, uh, Carrie Hasselman, she saw a panda. She did her own pandemonium. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah, I have a tenuous grasp at best of reality at this point. But you tuned into me. I didn't tune into you. Tune in and drive out, man. Man, I'm tired. I got a mini fridge for Christmas. And I keep I keep uh LaCroix, LaCroix and Red Bulls in there on my bedside table. Do you ever think if you push your consciousness against uh, like the edge of reality, you can break through? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Look, <laughs> mistakes were made. Um, be a part of next week's show. Uh, send a voicemail to area code 518-350-9337. Send us a direct message. Follow us on all the Instagram feeds. We have two. We have at Newman1313 and at Newman the Podcast on Instagram. Um, that's the best way. Send a DM. Uh, send us a message. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us how weird this episode was. It really was. Um, look, I have to keep, keep talking for another two minutes. Because I want these episodes. I When I grew up, I grew up on television. Television was a babysitter in 30-minute increments. And I want this show to be exactly 30 minutes. 
because there's no way I could do this any longer. And and I want it to be exactly 30 minutes, and I'm a minute and 55 seconds short. And we are going to limp to the barn. When I get done here, I'm going to make myself a drink. I'm going to have a Yellowstone whiskey. Oh, don't get me started on the television show. I, okay, Yellowstone whiskey is a very old brand made from the by the Limestone Branch Distillery here in Kentucky, and it's delicious, and I love it. It has nothing, and I used to say it has nothing to do with the television program that Kevin Costner and Taylor Sheridan has made called Yellowstone. And then guess what those jerks did? They started advertising Yellowstone whiskey during this Yellowstone show. And this cool thing I thought was just for me. The same with Noah Khan. Noah Khan, the the thing I thought I was the only person that knew who that was. I was the only person who had ever heard "Season of the Sticks," Stick Season, and now he's the headliner of the big music festival this year. It makes me so mad. I know he's got to make a living and sell albums, but Yellowstone whiskey. I was the only one that drank it and the only one that knew about it. And Noah Khan, I was his only fan. Now, are those things true? No. But the illusion made it okay. I had my illusion of being on the cutting edge of something. And now I'm not. Was I saying goodbye? Oh, yeah. Go to the t-shirt store, too. Go to the Tee Public and buy a Kumquat t-shirt. And just um, come back here in just a few more days. And we'll do this again. And it'll be a better show. I promise. Um, I promise. I'm going to grow as a person. I'm expanding my mind right now. I'm going to expand my mind and I'm just going to be a part of the universe and the universe will be a part of me. Come back here, please. A few days. Thank you, Kumquats.